another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. It's that time of the weekend. Yes, we did have a little bit of a hiatus while Melanie was running around the country having a look at how fantastic KZN was because I needed sunshine and sea, which Jenny Baxter, who sits in the south of France the entire time in Antibes, generally has most of the time. And she's looking quite sunny and glorious today. How are you doing, Jen? Hey, I'm doing well, Mel. And how are you with your end of the state of disaster? Well, well, that. I suppose that's, you know, semantics. <laughs> I'm saying it from my point of view, semantics, because yes, the official state of disaster apparently has been ended, but we also have all of those things where they're trying to get people to sign, have their say about the new health amendment rules and things, which is going to, I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, how you can yes. actually go and sign on that. I've already done that or go and read about it. But it's not very easy. You know, it's no. not like there's just a little email address and send your thoughts. You've no. got to... You've yeah. got to go and search for it. But I, mean, I know that you put it up on sapeople.com. Yeah. So that's an yeah. easy way of finding it. I think the biggest disaster and the one thing that I've loved in the last couple of weeks is um, uh, the guy from the DA, sorry, his name escapes me right now, who did the State of the Nation in three minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you haven't seen that, do yourself a favor and go and watch it because it really yeah. is fabulous. And it pretty much says it, everything I think. And it is on SA People. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the biggest disaster that we have have to try and end now is the state of our poor poverty government. Right. But anyway, there are good stories. And of course, just there now we've are got good stories. But just to continue yeah. with that theme, today we published a letter by Hayley Reichard, who we've mentioned several times, expat in London, mm. who, you know, proudly South African does whatever she can for the country. And so she's the one who helped rescue people in London mm. who couldn't get back to South Africa during lockdown. And now her and your friend Kim and Lauren in the Netherlands have been trying to rescue people from Ukraine and have come across a lot of uh, alleged inadequacy within Durko. Mm. So she's written an open letter today just saying your government does not care for you, especially if you're abroad. Uh, it's a really interesting letter to read. So it's on Essay People today. But she really does say if you travel, you know, even if you're just going somewhere for a week, do register with the embassy, with the South African embassy in the country that you go to, because that's one thing that could at least help you a little bit. However, there'll be no money to help you get out of the country that's at war or anything like that. Yeah, so I think stay put, go and travel around your country. <laughs> Go and see some interesting <laughs> stuff that you might not have seen. I had such a lovely road trip. I was really happy. And uh, we did a thing on the world's smallest desert, which is <gasps> near Port Edward. And that's going to be coming up on Mansfield today, which is fantastic. Okay. I love it. I saw that and I wanted to ask you to put something together for us on SA People because that's, that's fascinating. I never knew about that. I'll send you the video. We had such an amazing time. I've been there often and it's all through geocaching because you know I'm such a, a tech nerd um, that I find like <laughs> a lot of people have found out about it. But it is actually an international kind of um, protected heritage kind of site. But you'll, you'll find out more about that. I'll let you know when it's up on Mansfield today because I've just got to Beautiful. edit it together. But I mean, yeah. it is, there's a, a, suddenly a feeling we don't have to wear masks outside. I love that. Of course, no, we and, still and wear them indoors well, for the next month, is it, that we have to keep on doing this? A 30-day transition. Mm. Um, but, but you know, it really is encouraging. It's sort of within this last week, 
everybody's announcing, of course, that's an exaggeration. A lot of airline companies are announcing more flights to South Africa, particularly to Cape Town. Mm. So, you know, the end of, of the state of disaster is, is a good thing for tourism, which obviously creates jobs, which brings yeah. and, and brings a lot of money to SA. Just quickly, there's KLM, more flights. Air Belgium is um, starting in September. They're going to do seasonal. And Turkish Airlines are sending their fabulous Dreamliner mm. to Cape Town and Joburg. And I think in Cape Town, a big shout out to Cape Air Access, which is this team at, at Wesgrow mm. who are actively seeking connections and, and encouraging um, airlines to fly more to South Africa. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some wonderful thing. And I just like, you know, I'm really happy that people are, we can finally say maybe we can pull our hut out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I use my limited Afrikaans in the best way possible. Um, what's been exciting for me this week, of course, was on the music scene. So first of all, I mean, we've spoken to Cindy Alter before and now she moved over to Nashville about a month or so ago. And we're following her on Facebook. I mean, she is one of South Africa's great, great, Great songstresses and and singers. Yeah, Remember her from Clout. Um, so what what is she doing? What is this fat bites? Okay, so there's so there's a an expat group in the U.S. and Canada called South African Women in the U.S. and Canada. So we too. So like as part of the the gala celebrating um, the the expat group, Cindy Alter is going to be there on the 10th of April at Fat Bites. Um, Lala Illing will be there, and there'll be other people performing during the weekend, 8th to the 10th of April. If you're in the US, get to Nashville um, for a bunch of South Africans celebrating together. Excellent. And then of course, there's a lot of people celebrating because Black Coffee wins and won a Grammy. How his cool is first, that? His first of many. Did you see? Did you see what he said with his eldest son up on stage? No, I oh, didn't. It was, it was so beautiful. There he was with his plus one, being his eldest son, and um, who held the the award while while he spoke. And then, oh, and then, and then, kind of the opposite side of that. I don't know if you saw Doja Cat also won her first Grammy, mm-hmm. and her dad, who happens to be that South African actor Dumasani Shlamini, yeah, um, who she's never met. Apparently, yeah, and he went in and you know wrote thank you to everybody who supported my daughter in getting getting her first Grammy, and a lot of people complained, so he took it down. Um, and, and and then I saw actually he's even got posters where he's performing, and he's actually written Doja Cat's dad, so he's kind of living off her name, but um, hasn't really been a, in attendance dad. Ooh, so, okay. but but well done to Black Coffee, who was a beautiful dad, and who said he's going to be back at least five times because he's got five more children. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. There we go. Okay. Now we'll go on to entertainment quickly um, because we've got something very special coming up. Um, what is like ticking or ringing all the bells for you on uh, the entertainment front on the small screen uh, that people can watch when they're over overseas? I would. Say, you know, Netflix has got Senzo, The Murder of a Soccer Star, which is the South African um, tragedy. That starts on Thursday, the 7th of April. 
And Showmax has got the Hannah Cornelius story, the Stellenbosch tragedy as well. Uh, that's already started on the 1st of April, so stream that. You watched Raised by Wolves, which we've been speaking about and which we've been so proud of, filmed in South Africa and starring our very own Kim Engelbrecht. And guess what? She's here. She's How's here. It, Kim? Fantastic. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for letting me come on. And also, I want to say a huge fan, Melanie Walker. Oh, huge gosh, fan. Really? Thank you. That's um, okay. <laughs> um, I've, I've kind of like every now and then people will say to me, weren't you that chick that used to fly around in helicopters? And, and then I'm like, yeah, but there's been a whole thing recently online about, yeah, everybody's talking about Scott. And I'm like, and they said, didn't he have that female assistant? Yo, oh, did no. I go off, boy? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. We girls do it better. And sheesh, Kim, you have been really doing us proud. I mean, I've, I'm Thank a sci-fi you. fanatic. Okay. So when I heard that Raised by Wolves was coming on, I started watching it and I loved it. And it just made me feel really good knowing that it was shot in South Africa. So how did that all come about to start off with? Well, I mean, I'm very much um, open with the sci-fi world. I've done a TV show called The Dominion some time ago where I played a soldier slash higher angel. In this show, I play a quantum gravity engineer. So the world has always um, kind of, you know, really like pulled me in. I was doing a TV show called Reka at the time, filming in Durban. And yeah, and then this came up. I auditioned like most people do. And then I got the part. And I mean, there's quite a, a two different things entirely. I mean, from from Reka, which was set in South Africa, to being in a sci-fi world. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you sort of pull out of being in a very kind of more focused place where it is all about the the humanness? We're going to a place where it's it's kind of like about androids and stuff. Exactly. I think it's one of the joys of acting. You know, you did I did Reka, and it's very much rooted in the real. And then we've got. Um, raised by wolves, which is something completely different, where anything that your mind can can conjure up is possible, you know. So for me, I think it was a great joy, and also to be able to work in a high class project like Raker, and then move on the very next day. Weirdly enough, I finished shooting on the twenty second, and then moved into a brand new production on the twenty third. So, you know, you go from one to the next, where the worlds are, like you said, completely different. You're going from, you know, Durban. Cane feels crazy to something completely epic where everything is blue screened and where you have to interact with things that sometimes aren't even there. Jeez. <laughs> Jenny hasn't watched it yet. And I'm, um, can, can you get it over there in France? No. 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 However, I believe that Raker is coming to Europe. Yes, so um, I think we were really lucky. We got a deal where we are going to be seen in 80 territories. So I think on the 10th of April, we launch on Channel 4 in the UK. I'm not too sure which um, which channel does it in, in France. I know we're doing Germany. We're doing RTL, the crime channel, on the 24th. So the 10th on Channel 4 and the 24th in Germany, I think. And we get art here as well, so it might be on that. And will you be coming over for any promotions, going to Monaco again or anything? Can? Oh, yes, I know. Can you believe that? We premiered in Monaco. Yeah, Raker premiered. I mean, that was absolutely unbelievable for me. Yeah, so I think my next trip is definitely, um, yeah, the UK and bits of Europe. So are you based in South Africa? You you haven't moved 
you know, got a base in America or anything yet? Yeah, I think this has always been my base. South Africa has always been my base. And then um, I did some work, obviously, with The Flash, was in, was in Canada for a few years. And I still, you know, work in the United States. And who knows, maybe I can set up a base in, in the UK too. I think this career is one such where you kind of have to keep on moving and you have to be okay with being patient and waiting for the next thing and keeping yourself occupied. But I think South Africa has always been my, my hub. And because because doing Raised with Wolves has apparently like shot you into the top 2,000 on IMDb or something, hasn't it? I've seen that. I've seen that. It wasn't obviously my aim. But um, yeah, I think the... The the show has really been well received and people do love the sci-fi genre and it's a Ridley Scott production. So it definitely has a huge following and I'm really grateful for the fact that hopefully, you know, I get I get a bit more seen. But it's also, it's lekker that you, you're working with all of these amazingly, like you say, Ridley Scott. And of course, then you're working with Ragnar as well. I know that he has a proper name, but I'm sorry, he will always be Ragnar Lothbrok to me, the guy from the Vikings. Whoa, that's quite a thing. But then I look back on, and on Ian Shrek, Glenn. And Ian Glenn. I mean, there's just some amazing people. But then I also look at Reka and I'm looking at the people that you were acting with on that. I mean, you've got Ian Roberts and Fiona Ramsey and Anamart van der Merwe. I mean, and they are also the stalwarts of kind of the South African acting scene. And they're people that we grew up with and still, they're still exactly. going and they're still so amazing. And th- I mean, they, th- do you think that, I mean, I've seen, wasn't Fiona in Maze Runner or something like that? So, I mean, they, yeah, I think- they move across Sorry. to other genres as well overseas, but I mean, you're really doing a big, big thing here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. Like working with them, these strong pillars of, of drama and film and, in, in, and theatrics in South Africa has really been very humbling for me. Not only working with Hamil- Hamilton Lamini, Kenneth Nkosi, um, like you said, Anna Mart, who was fantastic in Riker, and then Ian Glenn and all of these, you know, these amazing people. It's just, it's just been so, such an eye opener for me as well. And just, the years of experience that they carry and, you know, and how generous they were with their time and also their advice. So what is the, what is the best advice that you've ever got? The strange thing actually from Ian recently, when I, when I asked him like, why do you, I remember we finished the scene and he was on his knees and, you know, you do get like kind of guttural with these, with these shows, you know, you really give you all. And, and I asked him like, why do you keep doing this? And he says, he just, he lo- I know it's a very cliched answer, but he said he just loves it. When you think about it, all of these different departments arrive on set. They've, they've designed your world for you. And all you need to do is just show up and do your bit. You know, everybody's wrecked the location. You know, if they've worked everything out, they've designed your whole, you know, the area that you're in and all of that. And you just have to arrive and be present. Yeah, it's very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were doing Raised by Wolves, apparently, I think the series already got some environmental award for being like groundbreaking. You used like millions less plastic bottles, less paper. So does that mean that filming was different for you? Like, like did you drink in a different way from, from a different vessel? Did you get your scripts on, on an iPad rather than you know, on paper, what, was there a difference for you as an actress? Exactly. I think everything that you mentioned, there were, there were water stations everywhere. I think sustainability is definitely the way that everybody's moving, you know, and I think South Africa also lends itself well to that because we are very eco-aware 
country. I, also, if you think about when we had water shortages, how the world kind of banded together, not, you know, not the world, but how South Africa kind of banded together and how we made a change. We made a change really quickly. We're quite resilient in that way. Yeah. So all of those things, definitely. It was quite amazing that they won that award. Very proud of him. Very proud of him. Talking about present and 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 things that are happening in South Africa and and I want to know what are you up to at the moment? I mean, I know you're in Cape Town. What's the next project on the go? What is like? Where do you want to go to from here? What is the next big step for you? Well, I mean, I think everybody's come out of. We're still going through this period of COVID, and things have kind of slowed down a little bit for everybody. And our expectation is not as immediate as it used to be. So, I'm um, patience number one. I just try and <laughs> try and exercise as much patience as possible in this industry. But still, more international trips. I would like to see if I can secure some sort of management in the in the UK. That's obviously my next little step. I have a few scripts that I'm that have been offered. Um, nothing that I've signed off at the moment. And then I just kind of keep my body in check and try and keep healthy and keep ready, work on my accents and, yeah. When you talk about your scripts, what kind of things are are you, like, dreaming of? Is it of people you want to act with? Is it of a particular genre, the directors? Like, what what turns you on the most? What's the thing that you're dreaming of attaining? I think for me, it's just um, about really cool material and being able to get a script which is easily understandable and where I can kind of like feel that I, I'm able to do this. And sometimes, you know, you want to challenge yourself and you want to do something that's that's outside of the box for you. Like me, I'm being pretty lucky where I do love like the world of drama, but then also love the surreal world of sci-fi. Yeah, so I kind of like... Uh, on either sides of the spectrum. Yeah, so it's about the characters, yeah. Yeah, characters and really cool stories, you know. So writing, the writing, I think, is the most exciting for me. Well, there's a bit more now, yeah. I mean, f- for people to be able to work with. I, mean, I remember when I was younger and, like, any acting parts came up, it was either that you were going to go out there and be a hard ass and kick butt and, like, learning how to do martial arts and using guns and being blown up and all that kind of thing, unless you were Afrikaans. And then you got to work in these fantastic Afrikaans dramas because the English dramas didn't really kind of like start kicking off until we went more international. And that's where I think a lot of the strength in South Africa comes from is how amazing, not just on film, but on television, our Afrikaans drama was. And of course, that's where you, you basically got your, your grounding in Isidingo. I mean, all that time ago, great series. Isidingo. And mm. also just mentioning on what you're talking about, soapies. You know, we've got a wonderful culture of soapies here, you know, and it, it's, it's such a great trend training ground for actors mm. and it's also a machine that works really well yeah you know we've got Stephen Delan and all of you know all of Isidingo and Generations backstage. I remember that was one of my favorite generations I mean <laughs> these are shows that you you were dreaming of being part of Achter Elkeman you know? my very best exactly. one ever all of these great shows with these wonderful actors and you're just these powerhouse performers you know so that's one thing that we did really well and I feel that as an actor that's kind of given me just it's just been such a benefit for me because you're able to learn lines really fast. Sometimes we we have to do not only like four scenes a day, sometimes even eleven scenes a day. And sometimes you have to cram so much information in your, you know, in your little mind. So 
that's kind of just readied me for other work, you know. I must say I've always been totally in awe of soapy actors when I've just gone and worked on my few little bits and pieces and had maybe five scenes in a day. The way that you guys managed to actually cram all that stuff up and put it back out there again and like really emote and, and hit your marks every single time. It's fantastic. Jen, you have not been in the studio with these guys. They are phenomenal to watch in action, I tell you. And of course, I, I just yeah, think it's just phenomenal watching you in action. I just wanted to be that kind of action girl like you but thank you so much kim for for spending time with us and for inspiring south africans everywhere thank you and thank you for watching the shows yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sitting down and binge watching season two um because i've been uh, running around the country again having some fun but i'm definitely going to sit down and now that i've finished bridgerton <laughs> it's time to have Ooh. some skopskit and donna stuff again i think enough of that nonsense in the past <laughs> kim thank you so very much it's lovely to to meet you over well it's like virtually but i can see you Ladies and gentlemen, please do, if you haven't watched it, do get into watching Raised by Wolves. It's on Showmax. There we go. So let's support South African actors and actresses and, of course, everything that's happening in our country. And um, let's get everybody out and performing again. Thank you very, very much. We'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Bye-bye. Well, that was absolutely splendid. A bit of a fangirl club going on there. And I'm really, I just wish her best and going from strength to strength to strength. And may I also say, yeah, because she said this off air, and I wish we had got her recorded saying it, because she's from the Western Cape, obviously. And when she filmed Raker in KwaZulu-Natal, she said just how beautiful it was to explore and discover Durban and surrounds and the banana trees and just how wild a KwaZulu-Natal is. So I just wish more Cape Tonians would go visit. Did you know that banana is actually a herb? It's the largest really? It's the largest non-woody plant going as well. So you can call it a tree, but it's actually a herb. And it's also fruit, it's, it's not a banana fruit. Tree, sorry. It is a banana tree. We call it a banana <laughs> tree. But they're, they're actually the, the biggest herb going. <laughs> Who knew? But anyway, I just Who want knew? to see, Thanks. I want to see Kim Engelbrecht getting as big as Tom Cruise and making the same kind of headlines around the world as he does when he's here in South Africa. And of course, he's been doing <gasps> fabulous. And you've got something coming up with him for next week, haven't you? Yes, because what he's doing in South Africa really is, I think, the, the biggest and most expensive stunts to date. So we've got more details on that. Plus, he's going to be in Cannes next month. Um, They're honoring him at the film festival. Yeah. So I'll, I'll saddle along and ask him about South Africa. Um, maybe I could ask him to bring me some biltong. <laughs> he's not allowed to. Not allowed to buy and bring over. No, no meat products. No meat products at all. Um, oh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'm just sitting there thinking also you and I have spoken before about like Dion Mayer who got the Legion d'Honneur whatever it is for France and then of course Carolyn Stain here in South Africa Carolyn Stain, uh, wife of Doe Stain, yes. and she's also on um, Hot. Uh, 67 Blankets. And 67 Blankets for Mandela Day, and she's an actress and everything, and she's also got the, the second person after Tuli Madoncella to get this particular award. So I'm, I'm like really proud of her as well. I think that's fantastic. So there are lots of things to be proud awesome. of being South African about. And um, so think about those things. Go and find, you know what, go and support South Africans. If it's somebody who's got a YouTube channel, which is vaguely good, and I'm not just doing 
doing some shameless self-promotion here. Um, if it's somebody who's putting out <laughs> podcasts, that's South African. Stop looking at these TikToks of dumb people overseas or all of this, like this whole thing about the trolley man on the highway hanging on the back of a truck. Go and actually stop being apathetic. Go out and support South Africans wherever they may be. Okay, whatever they're doing, because we're really trying our hardest at the moment to keep you people entertained. So, you know, keep us keep us going. Otherwise, we're just going to give up. <laughs> what do you think, Jen? <laughs> oh, you're funny. That's what I think. I love you. <laughs> it's not just about sport. Okay, you've got to keep the people who actually keep your brain going, too. So, yes, we can support all of our sports stars around the world. And of course, don't forget to go to watch the, the Masters. Masters, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of South Africans, five South Africans in there. Okay, so support them, but also support local as lekker, ne? Anders alik jou vind. Ne. En ek sal jou lekker klapje, ne? Ne. Jenny, it's so lovely to see your beautiful oh. face again. Thank you so much. And um, of course, I mean, for, for organizing to, to have a chat with Kim Engelbrecht, that was really special. But we'll catch you again next so week, okay? Get onto the website, sapeople.com. Go and share your stories with Jenny. Go and share your pictures on Facebook. We want to hear what you're doing, whether you're South Africans here at, or abroad. Okay. Au revoir. Mon cher. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.